0: Welcome to You Influence Podcast, where you will hear everything you need to learn how to be a man or woman of influence for the better in your personal and professional life. In business, at work, and in your social life, becoming a person of positive influence has an invaluable effect in ways we cannot imagine, but can only be felt in personal fulfillment. Welcome back, guys, to You Influence Podcast with your host, Rafael Mavi. Uh, Today, we have an interesting guest on the show for you. As a matter of fact, I actually connected with him about a year ago or so on uh, Facebook by getting invited to a group that he created, and the group was growing at such a fast pace and I'm like, who in the world created this community here? Let me go ahead and find out who the administrator of the group is and let me get connected with him. So um, long story short, I've realized that the guy actually, um, he lives in my own city in New York, uh, in a true purebred entrepreneur a real businessman not somebody who claims that you know he can help you and he can coach you with marketing because he decided to because he read a few books or he went to a couple of seminars this guy actually runs a business for over a decade himself with employees a traditional business uh, he does smart investing for himself not you know on, on a professional level for others but for himself he understands investing he understands the stock market very well versed on all virtually all aspects of entrepreneurship his name is alex Davidov, and um he actually um the direction i want to go with uh today is more into marketing simply because i'm looking at this individual and i'm seeing not only the skill set but i'm also seeing the ambition in the with the digital space even though that's not his background but and i want him to share with us today as far as what led him in that direction, why he went into it, even though he has a traditional successful business that's growing and he's actually on the way, excuse me, to help out other entrepreneurs, other business owners in his niche uh to grow their business so Alex, welcome
1: what's up, Ralph? How are you today?
0: I'm doing great, man. Glad to have you on the show. And uh, listen, I you probably checked out the first episode of the podcast. So uh, where I want to start is, you know, having influences. Okay. So what led you, you? You're a young guy. So what led you into business ownership? What influenced you to make your own way?
1: Great question. I'm actually excited uh, to be... Um, on this podcast and, uh, yeah, we did connect, uh, through our, uh, you know, small business profit, art group. And, um, you know, I, 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 look like, um, you know, being in college, like going through college as a, as a, as a, um, an immigrant wasn't like an easy task, but, uh, after, after I got through it, I had two two you know, two ways to go. Either I was going to work for, uh, you know, I had an offer at a a bank, Bank of Switzerland. And that was because I I had a a close friend of mine that is uh, actually like, uh, was part owner, uh, son of the actual owner of the the bank, uh, offering me a position right off the bat. So either I was going to go that route and work for somebody or practice my craft that I was good at uh, and I had a passion for and, and go that route. So, you know, as, you know, being a young kid, I was like, I have to take, you know, because, you know, as a young kid, you have guts, you don't have a family, you don't have bills, you know, you, you have a support system, uh, you know, as, as, you know, from your family. So, and you, so that means you have nothing to lose. Like whatever happens, you, you'll just fall back, you know, on your family. So you know, I, I was just like, you know, I'm just without thinking. I was like, no, nah, man, I don't want to work for anybody. I'm, I'm really gonna do this thing myself. And before I even got there, I was actually already involved in in business. I was a partner as a young kid. I was a partner. Um, fortunately, I was a partner in a venture that didn't work out well for me. But uh, you know, after graduating graduating college, I already you know I had a set. I had a I had like a a goal set in mind that, you know, uh, that I have, I had a vision that I needed to make it a reality. So and that's exactly what happened.
0: What, what did you major in when you went to college?
1: Uh, major, majored in, um, uh, business marketing and I uh, actually, you know, uh, management and finance. <laughs> uh, so.
0: It's, it's, yeah. So you, I, you've never practiced the craft, so you can't even remember what you majored in. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: funny <laughs> no 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 i do i mean listen uh management ma- like finance right but the management part of it like even though like i have this major it, it really meant nothing but the the what i would say is that i learned most from from my college is the basics right like how to write an email how to craft uh you know easy uh easy uh contract or whatever but that, the the basics and the basics are important but yeah i totally went a different direction but uh college definitely made a big big difference for me personally
0: and the business that you actually um started which was uh in the martial arts space correct
1: yes i am a like a a true martial artist i'm a practitioner i'm an instructor i'm a teacher i'm you know i have a passion for it so i figured why not do this for living. And there, there are many martial arts school owners that are successful and most of them are not, but you know, from, from, uh, you know, this whole experience, I found out that any business that you're in, if you know how to properly get eyeballs to your uh, market, then you, you will be successful. And that's what, that's, that's why I love marketing so much because anybody you ask that is in business, everybody has the same issue. And the, the issue is they need leads. They need customers. Right? And so like I just love the art of making money. And uh so again, so what, what I might be like? a muscle. What did,
0: you, what did you like more? The art of kicking someone's ass or making money? Uh I
1: uh it's 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 really not about kicking anybody's ass. I know.
0: Was, more about
1: training no i know you're joking but <laughs> but it's, it's more it's more of like the feeling like you know drinking the sweat and punching the bag or or like you know actually like grappling with someone because i just I don't, I don't verse in one style like i i actually did like karate where you had to perform things and then uh you know holding weapons in your hands and fly through the air and implementing gymnastics into this and then and then i went into um you know like a combat sport where it's like a kickboxing matches then i went into um a, you know wrestling uh, wrestling sport where you actually had to like grab somebody and toss them around and then i and then i did uh, actually I blended everything and did a very similar thing just like the the ultimate fighting championships the usc and i did some cage fighting experience that all of it was just for my experience and some of it was to to um, you know build some reputation in my business, but um, but but I definitely love that. But marketing is is something else because without that, I won't be able to practice my my craft. So the wh- where I come from, um, the the huge issue that I saw um, in in the school that I was uh, participating in, that my instructor, who I love dearly, um, mainly focused on the love the the love and passion of this the whole sport right but um you know the 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 whole in the in the bucket was that didn't he didn't focus on the business side of it so we kept you know closing the schools down and opening other schools and he kept you know the history kept repeating itself and i i was like as a young kid i was like what's going on man why can't we keep closing down without realizing that we're not doing the the other part of the business you know like the uh you know the the marketing getting customers in there so you could actually like enjoy teaching the art that you love the same thing with any other business right like let's let's say you're an accountant right and you love accounting and you love making you know like m- putting numbers together and uh, doing tax reports or whatever tax returns and whatever but if you don't have any clients then you can't practice it right so you need to you need to know and understand how how to get people into your doors so that you could actually practice on someone. Make sense?
0: Absolutely. Have you read the book E-Myth?
1: E-Myth? I haven't, no.
0: Yeah, so he talks about uh, the multiple um, levels of entrepreneurship and business ownership, and one of them is being the practitioner, and that's where most businesses fail. They keep focusing on being the practitioner of actually doing the job that they think is what makes the business run, but they're completely overlooking the aspect of business operation. Instead of running inside the business, you got to be working on the business. And that's what you're talking about. That's what you saw, what a challenge was with the guy that you were working with, right? He was so busy uh, teaching and working with his existing students, but he completely overlooked the, the aspect of lead generation and business development.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, what I believe most is on being an implementer. And, uh, so, you know, as a young kid talking about marketing, right. As a, as a, as like, uh, you know, in my teens, um, I started traveling and I started attending seminars and I started attending these functions that where, where, uh, you know, other business owners were talking about how to get, how to make your business more successful. And I, I actually didn't realize that I was I was an implementer. Like whatever I learned, right, whatever notes I took, I went back home and I implemented it right away. And as soon as I implemented it, I, and I saw growth, it motivated me to uh, to want to want more. So I went out to you know bigger functions sometimes outside of the outside of the uh, um, you know the the industry. And see what other people are doing as well, and I would observe absorb so much information, and 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 uh, and implement it right away, and that's how I was able to accelerate accelerate my business to like crazy numbers, man. Like you know, usually you know, with the with the martial arts space that that is a membership based business that is small business, just like myself. We usually have about one hundred, two hundred members, um, you know, and we run that for as long as we're in business and it's still good money. Right. And and everything's great. But uh, within the first year implementing, being an implementer and implementing all of these ideas that I was learning and uh, I was able to implement, I was able to grow my business to close to 400 members in my first year in business, Wow! which is like, which is like, yeah, insane. Like, like other businesses that are in the same industry that don't have, close to that being open for 20 years, you know, I was able to do it in a year. And so I was like, okay, now I have these numbers, right? These numbers are awesome. How long am I going to be able to retain these numbers? So, you know, again, I needed to start, you know, start, you know, coming up with, with systems. And one of the functions that I went to um, actually was a con- convention about systems and I had no systems at all. So I had to create a step-by-step system for every single part of my business to make sure that I retain all those members that I have and 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 keep generating more traffic, more value uh, for the past, you know, almost 15 years that I've been in business.
0: Okay. Um, I want to ask you something just to kind of go back and then continue where we left off because I do have a question based on exactly what you just said. But you mentioned the word implement uh, many times and what i'm noticing is a pattern is a uh, and a pattern here's what i mean by this give me a minute um in the past what i've realized is that the some of the best people that i've hired and that ended up not just being the great the greatest workers but i'm talking about the greatest team players the most disciplined people to have around you uh were people were either that were athletes or armed forces from Navy, Marines, right? Because of that discipline and those personality types. Um, I personally don't agree that they, you have to be born like that. It, most of it is developed, right? Especially in the armed forces or being an athlete, there's a, a regime, there's a discipline you have to follow, which makes you a great implementer. Now, going back to, you said you, were, you started to train when you were younger. First of all, how old were you when you started training? When you, when you got into martial arts?
1: I used to be a gymnast at the age of six. Oh wow. Maybe okay. five, five. six, yeah. Right, Side so with you, gymnastics.
0: So I'm I'm assuming that was the influence from your parents.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's uh to be honest with you, there was not much to do besides uh playing soccer or uh or doing uh doing something in the in the stadium. So one of those things was, was uh gymnastics.
0: Okay. So when, when you transitioned and when you evolved as an athlete uh, is it safe to assume that you've developed that implementer um quality in your in your personality
1: i think so you actually may, making a really good point about discipline yeah i think i think so i think i think uh you know the sports and and th- having the the right uh mindset in 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 the in the regime and some sort of a discipline um, definitely, uh, affects your business.
0: Absolutely. You know, like, for example, yeah, go ahead. The,
1: the, like for example, uh, with fitness, right? Like I am so disciplined when it comes to like health and fitness that like, I, uh, like if I skip a day of training, like I train like five, five, six days a week. So if I, if I miss it, uh, like a day of training, it kind of like eats into me. I'm like I gotta go. I have to, I have to, And I, whatever, whatever the issues have whether it's kids wife whatever family i i kind of like figure a way out to get myself out there jogging or out you know going into the gym or just hitting a bag in my house or whatever the case is but yeah discipline i think you hit it right on, on point
0: yeah because that's a major aspect of implementer and here's why i'm asking this because a lot of people Especially from what I'm seeing, the industry that I'm in, they go to events, they do read the books, they go to workshops, they pay the money, and they think it's going to solve their problem. The biggest challenge is that they're not implementers. They go back into their everyday life and they don't have either, I don't know what it is, whether it's discipline, motivation. uh, You know, it's like if they're waiting for something or someone to constantly be there to get them going. So that trait that you mentioned being an implementer. And this is something you said you've learned when you started going to these workshops, right? You realize that you are an implementer, whatever you were learning, you were going back into your life and business and you started implementing it. Most people don't do that. So how, how can someone, you know
1: what, Ralph, I think, yeah. How can someone, uh, become an implementer, right? I was actually, yeah, I was going to say that. So, um, I think like when you go to a convention, there's so much valuable information out there that, that you take out. Right. And, um, what do you need to do is you need to make a list of like 10 things that you're going to implement. If there, I mean, I'm sure there's probably going to be more or less that, that amount of stuff that you need to implement right into your business right away. So then you, what you would need to do is you would need to, um, you need to uh, uh, you know bullet out bullet point out the three things that are that are like a priority that you need to take care of ASAP. And those three things will make a huge difference in your business whether you implement the other seven or not. But the the three things that you, 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 you find that are like critical to your business that you need to implement right away, it will stick to you. But because if you know if you have you know so many things to take care of you're actually going to get lost and not implement any of them. But if you isolate and prioritize the three best things that you have to, uh, to take care of like right away, then, then it will, you know, it will, it will, it will change your business. You, you, you will actually implement those, those things right away.
0: So were you motivated to implement those things based on priority? Uh, based on the incentive, or is just a, it was a personal, you know, gra- personal satisfaction that you know gave you to get it done. Because the reason why I ask, some people are driven by monetary and goal, or you know, contribution and goal, whatever the case is. So they go out and start implementing. Based, let's say I go to an event, I learn a whole bunch of stuff, but I follow your advice. I write down two, three things uh, that are top priority what will help me the best when I get back into my life after the event or after reading a book, whatever the case, um, is it an incentive? Is it an end goal? What, what's the, what's the, the fuel? What's the fuel to the fire?
1: Look, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset, right? A, a bucket, a bucket, you know, every business is like a big bucket and a bucket. Sometimes every business has a, a you know, has different holes where, you're, you, 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 you potentially losing business sign or, um, uh, or hole where you're losing business in. So meaning like, uh, some of the holes that, you know, you, you're preventing from business coming in and then, and then the other hole could be, you have a business, right? You have people, you have clients, and for some reason you don't have those returning clients. So you have those aha moments, uh, during the, uh, during those conventions. Right. And you're like, Oh my God, I, I you know, like, I can't believe I'm not doing this, you know? Like, so you, you, you create those 10, 10 things that like, you probably going to learn like 20, 30 of them. Right. And then like the, the, those big things will be 10 of them. And then the biggest holes in your bucket will be those, those, those critical three that you must take care of like ASAP. And, uh, I mean, you know, when you're looking at your business, like, you know, I'm not making money because of this, this, and that. Right. And on top of that, all, all of these things, but these three things, I have to take care of right away because if I don't, then I'm losing on potentially making so much more money, right? So, I mean, what drives people? Money, right? So, you know, if they if they see that, like, they're not making money because of those three critical things, maybe more, but the most important ones are those three, it will, they will do anything to, they'll never forget about about, uh, you know, th- those, those things that they need to implement right away, because those things will cost them money or, ma- you know, cost them making less money or have the ability to make more money. Make sense?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We're talking about people that are driven by money. Some people are driven by contribution. They have, you know, at the end of the day, you and I both understand everything comes down to monetary results. Everything. Look, comes man, down to you it. gotta,
1: you look as, as we, as we grow, right? Like, I ha- when I was growing up uh, you know when I opened a business I think uh, like I had nothing like I had no expenses I didn't have a car bill you know I didn't have uh, you know I didn't have houses I didn't have employees like I everything was a pure pure profit right so as we grow we create this lifestyle that like becomes expensive like you have you have you know the ta- you know now you have property taxes you have mortgages right you have insurances you have payrolls every every other week. You have you know your you, you know w- w- depending on how how like uh, uh, depending on your lifestyle. You know how many cars do you have? You know like so it's 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 you know it's so yeah man. So life lifestyle becomes more expensive. So you 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 will need to uh, make the money to offset those those uh, expenses. You know
0: absolutely still be absolutely. And, and payroll costs money, <laughs> more than the overhead rent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, All right, so let's, me I got
1: 15 of them. 15? <laughs> got you 15, 15 people working? Got, yeah.
0: Okay. And Fortunately, you're growing.
1: And uh, unfortunately, but the, 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 the thing is, without employees, you're going to end up doing everything and you won't have a life. I used to work seven days a week. You know, I used to market every single day. Now, you know, I scale down to working four days a week. But now I'm like, no, man, four days a week is, is uh, too little. I actually want to work, you know, like I I used to work seven days a week, like I said, but now, uh, you know, having these people take, take, take over uh, all of my responsibilities. Right. And, and that's, that's where, again, that's where all of these uh, important functions come in and all these educational pieces like this, right? Like this, this podcast, like people will will listen to this and they'd be like, oh man, I have to go to those conventions or uh, you know, they'll say, "Oh, I'm not marketing. I I need to market because they they're learning and they they're gonna they're gonna implement and it'll pr- improve their business." So I, you know, for me, educating myself on uh, uh, staff development, I was able to actually uh, g- not only grow, but but have a life. You know, able to go away on vacations more often, spend more time with my kids, see see my kids growing up, and uh, and and really working not in the business but on the business. Uh, it itself and that comes from education
0: that's a good point so when you say staff development what exactly do you mean by like, talking about training your staff or are you talking about creating a culture what exactly do you mean
1: uh no uh delegating uh, like o- you know, like open up positions where i'm actually could step away from certain uh day- day-to-day operations that i i no longer need to do like answer a phone call or you know follow-up on a web lead or or um or creating some sort of a marketing funnels or uh you know customer service or actually being on the floor uh you know instructing classes because i have to but now i do it because i want to like staff development where i'm actually like delegating more things that that i could focus on more important things like what, instead of me being uh, on the floor because i have to uh you know i could i could actually you know use the funds that i am building the the wealth that i'm building and apply it towards you know, moving into like real estate where now my money is going to be working uh, for me, making me more money and make me more successful, not just in the martial arts business, but as a, um, as a person and, and I don't know, I guess an entrepreneur in general, you know, and build, building my retirement wealth now as a young kid, you know, a okay. young, young man.
0: So I got two questions for you off the bat. Uh, you mentioned conventions and events many times. How important is it for the business owner or for any entrepreneur uh, to attend events? I'm talking about major events, not, the, not just local events.
1: Um, I would say this, man. If you have, uh, so business owner needs to, uh, you know, me growing up, I wasn't, I wasn't too keen on school and I, I really hated school. And, you know, I just wanted like, you know, train and exercise and just like, just like loved sports. Right. But I didn't realize how important it was as a business person. Now as a, as a businessman, like if I don't educate myself, then, you know, the technology evolves, right? Like before we wouldn't send emails and we we would only do like uh, you know, print ads. Now there's a, you know, now we have a digital, um, stage where we, we could actually, we don't need to do any more print ads. We could, we could just go ahead and, and uh, hit the social media and get more eyeballs and get more people coming in from there. So if, if I wasn't going to educate myself on, on, on being uh, more interactive on social media, then I will be behind. So, um, you know, without education, I don't see anybody growing their business to, um, to to you know, they're like hitting their horizons uh, unless they are just lucky
0: coasting. Yeah, and my second question is, um, who did you hire first to to start um, to start expanding to start delegating?
1: Uh, front desk personnel. So I was uh, I was you know the one man band. Like I would I would instruct the classes, you know, I would I would uh you know uh run and, and uh and take care of a walk in, run and pick up the phone and 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 hand out flyers, you know, and um just like do everything myself. So the the main person that I hired which took a lot of burden from my from me was the front you know, front desk personnel, the the, the reception area, right? The front desk person who who will actually Uh, welcome the client in and spend time with them and answer the phone calls and spend time with them. And, and so that me as, as, um, as like the, uh, the instructor so-called, right. I could spend more time providing quality to my, to my clients, which in turn, um, uh, built my retention, right. So my retention rate was really high. Like people would come and they will never leave. I literally have members that've been with me since the beginning, since day one. How long you know, ago and, was that? and not just one or two, like a lot of them.
0: How long ago was that? You know,
1: and that almost fifteen years. Wow. And a lot of those and a lot of those uh, uh kids that started at the age of three are now like I almost don't hire from outside. Like all of my all of my employees are with him. Like I I uh, nurtured all of them. Most of them. That's awesome. So, but the the number one key person is the front desk. I know it costs money to have a person in the front, but um, that person will save you a lot of time focusing on other more important things like retention, like marketing, getting more people into your doors. You know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say to all my clients, you know, your front desk personnel, I don't care who it is, that's the ultimate salesperson, the master communicator. That's the the—the that's the director of first impressions. That's what I call them. And, you know, if it costs more money, then pay them. Make sure you train them well and they're the right person to be trained.
1: And guess what? Nobody will, will negotiate with them. Like, as, as an owner, people will negotiate with you. And, uh, you know, all of us have that sweet spot, you know, the soft spot where, we'll we'll uh, we'll just say, Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, we'll give you a discount. You know, like one, one, uh, uh, when I opened, um, a person walked in from my city where I used to live in and he said, Hey man, we, we from the same city country, you know, uh, maybe you cut cut me a deal at 50% off. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I didn't give in to be honest with you, but, but you know, you, you have those soft spots where, you know, they'll hit you, but, but nobody will negotiate with with the front desk person. And yes, without the front desk person, you will not be as successful. Uh, you you will actually double your growth if you have somebody at the front at all times taking care of business.
0: That's right. Properly trained. That's the key.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if they don't know what the hell they're doing, they're actually going to be costing you more money instead of uh, making money, right? Yeah. I believe in, in training dearly and I actually do my staff meetings and trainings every single week,
0: every single week,
1: every single week, every mm-hmm. Thursday, and uh, I make a mandatory for all my staff to be there. And how, how, um, how long is the
0: training? How long is the meeting? Uh
1: it's it's about forty five minutes to an hour, not long, but um, I do um, I I try to do um, um, quarterly meetings as well, where where we do it, where we do an all day training where like we go over how to take care of a client walking in, and, you know, if, if a client, um, uh, needs to cancel to, to make it easy for them. Just like, you know, all the, we, we go through all the, like the, the system the enrollment system, retention system, marketing system, um, you know, like promoting system, like at all the different systems that I've created for, to run my business. We go through all of it. So everybody's aware of, um, of how to operate our business the right way. And, and I, I share my vision with them where I want to go with, with the business that we have in mind.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, talk to me how you took your business from a hundred members to four hundred members. Marketing. marketing. Very simple. What What type of marketing? are we talking about? Digital marketing.
1: And and guess what? No, no, no. So back in 2005, when I first uh, launched my business. There was no digital marketing, at least that I wasn't aware of, you know? So, um, yeah, so mostly it was print ads, guerrilla marketing. Mm -hmm. So I would, um, you know, we would make, uh, opening up, we would make thousands and thousands of flyers and we would just blast the neighborhood, whether we got tickets for, uh, you know, summonses for for uh, you know, placing uh, um, flyers on cars or doors did not matter. Um, we were just like keep blasting the neighborhood for the three, four, five weeks uh, before and maybe like two months after. Uh, we did direct mail pieces. Um, we st- we stood outside and-, and just like recruited people into into the into our program. Then we we had referrals re- referral programs. We had um, 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 referral, then uh, referral contests that we were giving away like crazy prices, then loyalty uh, programs where like if the, if the person stayed for a certain amount of time as a member, we would, we would like give them something like all of this. And so it's, it's, a big, it's, a, it's a big wheel. We created this whole thing and just keep doing the same thing over and over again because it was working.
0: That's interesting. Okay. So it was all out massive action. When did you um, come across digital marketing
1: and wh- why did you do it? Uh digital marketing. Just, just because uh, you know, again, I, I attended one of the conventions and, and they're like, dude, if you guys, you know, missing out, uh, if you guys are not on Facebook, um, you are missing out big time. And I was like, Whoa, you know, I was like, okay. And then, uh, and then I, I implemented it right away exactly like a step by step. I I bought like a course, a step by step course, how to um, to market uh, the um, you know my studio, and then it just like it just blew up, and um, and it was working it was working so well for, the, for for a couple of years, and then and then I realized that um, social media started to dry out. And people are smart and people, people, um, I also want to touch on being uh, dynamic versus static. Like people just have, do their, their, you know, their thing or or way of marketing one way and they never want to change it even though it's dead, right? Like, like yellow books is dead. Nobody, nobody picks up a yellow book anymore, right? White pages, yellow pages. Nobody picks those things up anymore, right? Those, those things don't work. So you need to be dynamic where like, if, if, if uh, you know, if, if somebody successful is no longer doing, you know, white pages and yellow pages and they're doing Google ads, you do that, you, you, you test the Google ads out. And then if you see that the Google ads are not working for you, uh, but you know, you you need to try some different Facebook, Instagram, you know, like uh, Snapchat and other venues and, and see what's working for you. LinkedIn, right? And then, and then once you see what's working for you, then you double down on whatever is working for you. So like I said, the, the Facebook wasn't working. I mean, it was working for a little while and then it it, it stopped working. It dried out. Right. And then, um, I found something called click funnels. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I took another course on click funnels and, and found out that the next thing is the click funnels. Now you could actually, um, You know, I I thought that the Facebook was dead, but it wasn't really dead. I was just, uh, I was just marketing the wrong way, the old way. And I needed, I needed to be dynamic and and make changes and shifts to my, to my game. And once I made that shift again, just like the lead generation just exploded again, you know, so you need to constantly keep educating and keep trying and, 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 um, and keep testing and retesting your, um. you know, your your lead generation source.
0: So for those people that don't know what ClickFunnels is, it's a marketing, it's a digital marketing funnel uh, that's very plug and play, takes a minimum amount of tech knowledge. uh, All of it is drag and drop. I'm not, you know, selling it to you, but I'm just explaining to you how it works. What I would like to find out from you, Alex, is if you have a traditional business, right? How did you, because for some people that do know what ClickFunnels is, they are under the impression that, They need to have a digital product that they're selling. In your case, you probably didn't. So you have a local business. How do you use ClickFunnels effectively for a local business where you're not selling really anything online? You you want to generate more leads and then pick up the phone and convert them and have them come over to your practice.
1: Okay, guys, just for everybody, okay? It's not about ClickFunnels. That, that that this whole thing uh, is evolving and is growing, right? It's about the strategy. So um, that's why education is important. The strategies are evol- evolving and strategies keep changing in, in the market industry, marketing indus- industry. So um, you could have a simple WordPress site that does the same thing as ClickFunnels is doing. Um, it's just ClickFunnels is more developed in, in technology. Like it's mobile friendly. So you don't need to, you know, so it saves you a lot of time and money um, to, to, to create a funnel. Um, basically a funnel is just the way it sounds. So it's a big hoop where, you know, you, you're marketing to a lot of eyeballs and you're offering something insane that people want to see. So they click on, on that link and so they they, they now they take a step closer into the funnel, and now you're offering something amazing on that page, which makes them become a lead by entering their name, phone number, and an email address, maybe right. And then they taking another step into the funnel. So now they're they're becoming your lead. So now they they became your lead. Whether you're selling a service, a product, or a service doesn't really matter. It's how you sell that product and service, and what kind of strategies you will use to make them stick and then what kind of systems you will use to retarget those people that became your leads, um, on the front end.
0: Okay. That's all. That's very, very important. Okay. Yeah, so it doesn't
1: really matter what, what, what you use. It's, it's just, it's, it's the strategy on, on how you, um, make them opt in and enter their information, how you make them, um you know what strategies you will use to sell them or what strategies you will use to make them come into your business and what strategies you will use to sell them and again with time um the strategies keep changing and they keep evolving with um with with technology
0: so based on your experience what did you find out uh worked best is it uh, text form or video form, as far as strategy goes for local business, what, what would you recommend?
1: Uh, both work well, and th- just like I said, you need to you need to test um, you need to test your your ads if you if you're doing some sort of a marketing. So you, you create you create a couple of different ca- like ads on the same campaign, and you could you could have a short uh, blurb um, a copy, and then you could test a long one and then see which one was working better, right? And then you could have an image versus a video and see which one is working better, which one um, the, uh, you know, the prospects are actually um, converting more to, paying attention more to, clicking on to, right? And then, and then you will shut off the one that's not working well and then double down on the one that is just killing it.
0: Absolutely. Really, digital marketing is no different than it was twenty years ago with offline and guerrilla marketing. You know, it's the same concept. It's all the strategies, like you said. Digital just makes mm-hmm. it easier and gets you in front of more eyeballs faster and for less money.
1: Faster, exactly. That's exactly. Only, that's, that's, where, that's where. Um, uh, so, Ralph, that's where. Um, actually, I'm writing a book. I'm, 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 finishing up a book. I haven't gave it the name yet, but it's it's about business acceleration. How to um, you know, grow your, your, your business and it does not have to be a martial arts business. It's not about even, it's not even about martial arts. It's about, it's about, um, accelerating your growth. And, um, yeah, man, once it comes out, make sure you guys check it out. Um, I will, try to come back to this podcast and, and you, um, you
0: will. Cause and, I definitely have more questions, it. but I know we're running short on time, but uh, here's the thing about, I, I look at all service related businesses the same because human behavior is human behavior. It is, you know, the customer is always thinking what's in it for me. Right. So w- once you realize, once you learn human behavior and you have a local business, whether it's medical, whether it's legal, whether it's financial, whether it's consulting, whatever, whether it's martial arts, it doesn't matter. Whether it's a restaurant, it's all service-related business, and people are driven by certain triggers, and it's all about strategy as far as realizing what's working for you. Nothing to do with a platform. So, Alex, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Maybe they have questions for, uh, for you. Where can first of all, um, uh, f- first of all, give the name of the group because I know that's an amazing. Yeah, definitely,
1: group. definitely, the best way to reach me is through the group which is the small business profit arsenal on Facebook. Um, So simply, you know, search for it, small business profit arsenal page. And then if you have any questions, it's a, it's a really cool um, group where, uh, you know, a networking group with, uh, you know, mostly entrepreneurs that, you know, that are in business and a lot of them have questions and they post questions and they get solid answers whether, you know, they, they're looking for an attorney or a landscaper, you know? So, um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, definitely, um, definitely, uh, you know, check out the group, small business profit arsenal. And, uh, if you have any personal questions to me, uh, you could definitely find me there as an admin. Well,
0: how big is the group now?
1: Uh, the group, the group was supposed to be close to 10,000 members, but it was at 6,000 and we were, we were growing and then the Facebook changes algorithm where um, whoever did not uh, accept the invitation but saw the posts, uh, people that did not accept the invitations that, 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 that uh, they, they um, received from other uh, group members in the group, they were practically deleted from the group. So we're, we're back at uh, 3,000.
0: Oh really? Okay, wow, that, that was a big jump.
1: Yeah, we they they cut off fifty percent of our members, and um and uh, you know in the beginning of the show you were talking about how fast this group was growing. It was it was really um, you know the, uh, it was really growing fast because I was really like putting my time and energy into it, and um, that's why it was growing. And so I stepped my foot off the pedal for a little bit. But I gotta, I gotta get back into it and uh, keep growing the group because um, it is, it is a valuable group to have, and I think uh, a lot of entrepreneurs will benefit from uh, having something like this around.
0: Awesome. Well, Alex, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for getting on Thank the show, you. It was a and pleasure. I'm gonna have you back for sure because I definitely have more specific uh, questions on marketing and business development.
1: Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. And uh, for those of you that, um, uh, again, have questions, again, check out the Small Business Profit Arsenal. And if you are in there, make sure you help us build a group to um, to reach our goals.
0: Guys, when to... you when you join the group, um, just hashtag you under any of his posts. So we know that you came from this uh, podcast. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you all. And we will catch you on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, please show us your support by subscribing and leaving a positive review to help us advance on the chart. You can always connect with me on social media by searching for Rafael Mavi at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. If you have any questions or just want to drop a line, the fastest way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram. Until next time.